Hey everyone, and welcome to Awaking Your Inner Chingona. It is your host and creator, Alex Torres. Thank you for tuning in. And by the way, for those that are listening to my episodes, I'm so grateful for you. It's been a week since I launched this podcast, and you know, just getting rid of all these expectations of how it should be and showing up organically and raw that's what people want people are drawn to energy and energy that is genuine and authentic so if you've been thinking about creating a podcast just do it it doesn't matter what it looks like how it sounds like it's all about your energy And actually, Anchor is a great source to utilize. You can literally uh, create and record from your phone. So it's actually really easy. But uh, again, thank you for joining me. And today, I want to talk about how do you turn your pain into passion? And I want to share my journey of healing and forgiving and how I've learned to package my traumas and hurts and hangups into something so beautiful that truly is the purpose to why I do what I do. So I'm going to kind of start backwards. For those that don't know me and haven't been following me or haven't heard my story, I'm Alex Torres. I'm a certified, bona fide life coach and life coach turning into business coach. I'm realizing that I'm drawing a lot of entrepreneur women and so I feel like I'm shifting out of life coaching into more of like intuitive business coaching. I also am a trauma-informed trainer for a private counseling agency and we train resource parents, foster parents, people in our community about trauma and resiliency and I love it. I absolutely love what I do. I also have an extensive background in mental health and counseling. I have about 14 years experience working. Majority of my experience has been with the male inmate population, at-risk youth, and also volunteering my time with women who are in treatment and recovery. So I love what I do. I've obviously, you know, helping people become their best and highest self. It doesn't matter who they are, where they come from. And I uh, decided in 2014, after I was accepted, the same year that I was accepted into my master's program for marriage and family therapy, that I wasn't going to be a therapist. Uh, But I'll get into that specific life-changing experience in a bit. Uh, So like I said, I do have a master's in marriage and family therapy, and I also have my bachelor's in social services. So as you can tell, I love helping and serving people, and I truly believe that people that are in the field of helping others, uh, they do it because there's this innate passion, whether it was through personal experience or someone that they love that has experienced some hardship, it leads us to want to help others. I am a mother of three beautiful souls. I have an, a soon-to-be 18-year-old in July, 
My daughter is 15 and my little one, Eli, is two years old and full of energy. I am married for the third and final time because I truly believe my husband is my twin flame, my soulmate. It was divine connection and I just love this man. We just have this, this, I don't even know how to explain it, like this innate energy like we're so connected so there's definitely this energetic frequency that we're on and I live in Fresno California I've grown up here in the Central Valley I'm originally from a very small community Avenel it's about an hour away from here a lot of people don't know about it it's a very really small agricultural migrant community and I've been here all my life in this area um so that's a little bit about where I'm at right now I love what I do as far as my coaching I'm so passionate about helping women elevate into their highest and best self and and break through those disempowering thoughts whether it's through thoughts that are you know evoked through cultural and personal family trauma or just our, our own disempowering beliefs like I'm so passionate about wanting to see women especially Latinas rise up stand in their power and create the life that they desire without hardship without struggle without feeling like they have to sacrifice and I'm able to do that through my e-courses my retreats my master class dinners my coaching uh, it's my way of serving but enough about that so my topic turning your pain into passion and obviously you hear where I'm at right now and I can honestly say that life is really delicious I can't recall the last time that I woke up and I was dreading anything whether it was the purpose that I have my work my career my business my family I just don't experience those moments of like I'm in this rut you know I'm in this cycle that's not fulfilling me I truly believe that I'm in my essence in my power I wake up every day and I get to be in my power and I'm so aligned with my with my divine purpose here on earth but it wasn't always like that for me in 2013, I January 2013 to be exact, a week after I was accepted into my master's program, I found myself in, uh, in the Kings County Jail. And I'm sitting in the cell and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, I've been here before, exactly... 10 years prior, I had been in jail for my ex-husband, my first ex-husband. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, here I am, the successful woman who has it all. I was married to my second ex-husband then. And I had everything. You know, I'm sitting there in the cell and I'm reflecting on, on like everything that I've accomplished. I'm like, oh my God, I've checked off the boxes. I was told when I was 15, when I was being arrested by officer parker that i wasn't gonna be shit but on welfare with a bunch of kids like here i am this woman who's just you know starting this journey in her master's program i have you know i married the nice man who has an amazing career we have the money the trips the shoes the purses i had it all 
Well, so I thought, right? Everything externally. And here I am in jail because I was pulled over for drunk driving. And the reason why I was out binge drinking and and drunk driving was because I was depressed. Um, A couple years prior to that, I was diagnosed with depression. And I was so unhappy in my marriage. Like, there was such a big disconnect. And everything looked, like, nice and and beautiful externally. But that was not the case. And I just found myself in this place of unfulfillment. And I was binge drinking. And I was having affairs with random men to try to fill this void. And so... January 2013 when I was arrested and the next day my my ex-husband bailed me out I went home and I remember I just stayed in my bed for three days I lost my job my second marriage is on the verge of completion that's what I call a divorce or breakup I don't use the word breakup or divorce I use completion because it came to full circle and I was, you know, confused about, you know, is, is am I still going to be able to pursue this career in therapy now that I've have a, you know, I've been arrested and I'm going to look at a charge. And so for three days, like on the third day after just laying in my bed, literally, I succumbed to my distress. I am... Um, and the third day, I threw myself on the floor. I still remember. I was in my room, and I got out of my bed, and I threw myself on the floor. And I remember just being on my knees and just crying. Like, I've never cried like that before. And I just cried, and I wept, and I wept, and I I was weeping, and I was just yelling, God, whatever is out there, God. I don't even know if I believe in a God anymore, but if this is it, I've checked off the boxes, God, if this is it. I'm ready to tap out. Like, I'm done. I'm done. And it was a very interesting moment because after I kind of made that declaration, there was this sudden silence. Like, I stopped crying, and then I just heard this inner whisper, like, the secret And I was like, what the fuck is the secret? So thank God for Google. I Googled the secret. And the first thing that popped up was a book. And mind you, I was not a reader then. I am an avid reader now. Like, I believe in reading and and just as much information I can get, I'm always reading. And then I seen that there was also a documentary. So I was like, okay. I'm going to go ahead and watch this documentary, and then if it's interesting, I'll go get the book. Well, I watched the documentary, The Secret, on Netflix, and it sparked some curiosity. I was like, what the fuck is this weird woo-woo, your mind creates shit, be positive, and your life will get better type of shit, you know? But it opened up a curiosity in me and that led me to go get the book and I read the book and I was like okay this this stuff is interesting and so I decided to put those beliefs which are metaphysical practices of the law of attraction into practice because 
I was scheduled to appear in court in March of 2013 to face my sentencing for drunk driving. And I could already feel the anxiety building up of like, oh my God, what's going to happen? I'm going to lose everything. And you know, we create these worst case scenario stories and I was the queen of worst case scenario. So I just started practicing these metaphysics spiritual practices I started visualizing I started re you know shifting my thoughts I started saying affirmations I mean everything I was very diligent I did it every damn day and every time that I negative thought or disempowering fear would show up I would just shift into what I was learning from this book and fast forward to March of 2013 when I had to present myself in court I was actually my case was actually dropped to a reckless driving because the county jail has had lost my blood sample so they couldn't fully prove that I was under the influence other than I had said I was drunk you know I had been drinking so when that happened I was like holy shit this works and that led me into this journey of and really developing a passion for self-growth and in the metaphysical world and you know really learning about the mind and the power to create and I became this student of of the divine and learning and finding gurus and getting the coaches and and I realized that as I was learning all these principles I they they were really innate to me like I got them it clicked and I embarked on this journey now that I'm at you know life coaching and and being an intuitive mindset coach but let me take you a little back you know because this this podcast is titled you know turning your pain into into a purpose a passion right and that day when I was in jail that was an accumulation of so many things that I was not fucking dealing with I, um, I was a daughter of a single mom. My mom came here to the U.S. when she was eight months pregnant with me at age 19. And I was born here in Fresno, actually. But I grew up in Avenue. And my mom, I love her and we have an amazing relationship and I'm not going to get too fully into that. But she had her own struggles as a young man, a young man, young woman, and going through a lot of her own personal challenges and traumas growing up. So what happens is that you repeat what you know. And I know that my mother did the best that she could, but there was a lot of abuse. There was a lot of physical, mental, emotional abuse and throughout my my childhood I also experienced uh, some sexual abuse and coming from a, a culture you know being Mexican-American um, with very deep ingrained cultural beliefs when stuff like that happens you don't talk about it and we just kind of shove it under the carpet right so here's little Alex carrying all these traumas and all this pain. And one thing that I learned about trauma when it comes to children is that they don't have the capacity to process that. So they kind of file it away, right? And then they begin to exacerbate like when you are in your adolescence or you're in relationships. And that's what happened to me for the most part, even though there was a lot of abuse in my home, 
I managed to thrive as a child. I was a great student. I was respectful. But once teenage uh, stage hit, everything just flipped. Um, I, I did attempt suicide when I was 12. I began to be very promiscuous at 13. I started abusing weed at 12, 13. I eventually graduated into methamphetamine and I abused meth up until I had my son and then I still abused meth after that. I had my son when I was 17. I was a runaway. I hung out with a lot of people that were involved in gangs and I was always fighting like I had so much anger within me. I was always fighting and I felt like the world was against me. And I remember like the month before I found out I was I was going to be a mother. I was back in continuation school in Avanaster after getting kicked out of three different high schools. Um, mind you, I went to several other schools in, in other little towns because my hometown had kicked me out of my high school indefinitely. So when I came back to continuation, Sunrise Continuation in Avenue, I wouldn't do anything. I remember just sitting there and saying, I have a year, like almost a little over a year before I turn 18, and I just want to smoke my life away and drop out. And when I found out that I was pregnant, everything changed. And although things didn't get better, I managed to at least have some purpose and I managed to get my stuff together, graduate from from high school and enroll in a community college. Uh, But shortly after I enrolled in community college, I met my ex-husband, my first ex-husband, who is my daughter's father. And he was a very charming man. He was a few years older than me and he had paroled from prison. I had no idea the severity or the level of his involvement in a prison gang. And that led me into this very intense uh, criminal lifestyle with this man. And during those three years that we were together, there was a lot of fear I lost myself. I feared this man because he would beat the fuck out of me. He would coerce me to coerce me to to do things. I was manipulated by him. So I had to do certain things for him and if I didn't, I would get an ass whooping. And I always say this, it's by the grace of a higher power God that I am not dead or in prison. And so those three years really just fragmented who I was. I felt like when I was in college and at least getting my stuff together, my confidence was building. But when I met this man and I got involved in his lifestyle, I was lost. And so finally in in 20, 2006, a little bit after my daughter had turned one, it was the last time that he beat me and he actually left me for a criminal psychologist and I was so devastated because I thought 
I, I, my self-esteem was so broken. Like I had no self-esteem and, you know, it was like a blow to my face when he left me for this supposedly prepared prevalent doctor psychologist. And I was so devastated. And I remember just feeling like worthless and I was on welfare And I had my three-year-old son and my one-year-old daughter, and I just knew I had to do something. So I lived in these apartment complexes, and I was checking my mail. I remember one day I was checking my mail, and I heard my one of my neighbors that lived in the same apartment complex talking about she had just started working at Avenal State Prison, which if you don't know where Avenal is, that's my hometown. And by the way, there's a state prison. A male state prison and I just thought I need a job you know and so I asked her for the information and she gave it to me and mind you I was 20 at the time I had no experience in social work mental health counseling nothing I had no idea or anything you know no information or knowledge about treatment and recovery I knew how to abuse drugs I knew how drugs were made But when it came to recovery and treatment, I didn't know. One thing that I did have was this innate desire that I had to get back on my feet and I had to get this job. So I applied for the position as a drug and alcohol counselor for the inmate population. And I was hired. (laughs) So when I got the call at 20 years old, you know, mom on welfare with two kids under the age of five I was like what the fuck okay I got this job and it's so funny because I still remember my first day walking into those gates at Avenal State Prison and just thinking oh my god what did I get myself into I was terrified Um, and I share this part of my story because I truly believe that that opportunity was divine intervention like there was no coincidence God open that door for me because that led me into the field of mental health and and I up to this day I have this innate passion for people that have been incarcerated and helping them find redemption because I truly believe through that experience working in that field for the for seven years that majority of the people that are incarcerated had the same background went through the same traumas as I did I just never got caught and ended up you know really doing something that would end and well I have I just never got caught to be honest that would and result as, for me being in prison right that result being incarcerated so I found so much healing while I was you know, preparing to counsel them and prepare groups, I found my own healing through that journey. And through that journey, that led me to pursuing higher education. And eventually, you know, that's how I met my my second ex-husband, who was actually a correctional officer at one of the prisons that I worked at. And that was like a second chapter of my life where I was 22, 23 when I met him. We got married right away. And don't get me wrong, this man has been such a essential part of who I've become because for the time that we were together, close to seven years, I, even though I struggled with depression during that time and, and our marriage wasn't perfect, 
and I definitely was not happy, but he became an amazing father figure for my children, and that's what they needed. Both of my children's dads are in the system and have been part of the system. Um, my my daughter's dad is serving life in prison, and my son's dad's been in and out of, of the system all his life. So I truly believe that everything is divinely orchestrated. Like, there's no fuck-ups. Fuck like, there's no fuck-ups. Everything's part of the journey, and being married to him and thinking like we had it all together which in reality we didn't and that's what led to my my breakdown me hitting rock bottom in 2013 because I was trying to force something that wasn't authentic but I seen the gift that this man had to come into my life to help create that safety that I needed to find myself to pursue my my education to pursue my career and to to fall in love with me one thing that I can say about that relationship is that it gave me the platform to feel safe and to explore and to finally discover who I was so you know I believe that all those those hard moments that we've experienced like whether it was the abuse with my mom or the abuse with my first ex-husband or the emotional neglect from my second husband, like all of that had to happen. And I don't believe that I would be where I'm at right now and that I would be as passionate as I am for what I do now if it wasn't for all those lessons. Like they all had to happen. And I think that one of the most powerful things that I have learned through my journey is the power of forgiveness. The power of forgiveness of myself and the power of forgiving everyone that has ever done anything to me. And I learned that through through devoting time and and money and really diving into self-healing uh one of the ways that I did that was hiring my coach and continuing every year to hire a coach and have a mentor or, or someone to work with that helps me because I think that when we're healing it's like peeling layers it's not all gonna happen in one year or in one month it's an ongoing journey that I truly believe doesn't end what I think happens is that we build our muscles to be able to, our heart muscle, our inner muscle to be able to deal with those challenges that arise. And we don't have to continue to lean in and be victims of every external situation that happens. Let me tell you something. Because I truly believe that because of the experiences that I had at a very young age and, and in my young adulthood, I was an angry person. I, old Alex, bless her soul. I love her, but there's no room for her now. But she was such an angry woman and so resentful and so hateful and so unforgiving. And being in that energy was so exhausting for her. So when Alex was arrested and she went to jail and she just kind of, you know, went through this rock bottom Awakening, like, God, if this is it, you know, I'm ready to fucking tap out, you know? Um, and, and she had that, that awakening experience. Like I mentioned earlier, that led me to wanting to read more and, and connect with people. That led me to people like Dr. Wayne Dyer, Louise Hay, Abraham Hicks, 
And of course, my first coach, Petrina Wisdom. I love you if you're listening. Um, She is my earth angel. And one of the most powerful things that I did was hire her in 2014 and attend her self-care, self-love retreat. And that was like the beginning journey of the woman that that I continue to become. And so I want to tell you this. Everything that you've gone through, that person that has hurt you, that person that has let you down, those failures, they're all part of your journey. And the best thing that you can do is forgive. Forgive yourself. Let go of any shame, resentment, guilt, anger. Right? Put it aside. And that not only towards you, but towards others. You know, I know that oftentimes when when our loved ones hurt us, it can be very detrimental. And I used to have the other attitude like, fuck them. This to me, they're like, I used to be cutthroat, like you're dead to me. That was such an ugly way to live and it takes up so much energy. And I just want to remind you that whatever you've gone through or whatever you're experiencing right now, It's all part of your divine purpose. And I want to encourage you to step out of your comfort zone when it comes to reflecting on these things and be willing and open to see things as part of this beautiful journey. Let me tell you, like, I I know some things can be difficult to, to... say wait why would I go through this or why would this have to happen to me and sometimes we not we might not get the answer fully but this I know to be true that it's all serving a purpose and you get to choose every day to be the heroine in your story the hero in your story and make peace with it and create something beautiful out of these lessons and out of the struggle, and out of the pain. Let your pain feel your passion. Let your pain feel your purpose. And let it go. One of the, my biggest goal, goals for this year is to, to just focus on the woman that I'm becoming, the woman on the other side, and little by little start telling less and less of of that story of Alex who've gone who's gone through so so much pain and so much you know hurt and I think that's why launching my book this year and creating this podcast is leading me to be able to share those stories where I don't have to keep repeating them and you know it's all part of the journey I accept it I wouldn't change anything because I truly believe that I wouldn't be as passionate as I am right now in serving women and serving other people and serving the inmates and serving the parolees and serving anyone that comes into my life. I truly believe that it's all part of this divine purpose and God never gives us nothing we can't handle. And I know that my divine power has my back and is always backing me up. And I trust And I get to choose now whether I continue to be a victim or I'm the victor and I turn this beautiful mess into a beautiful story. So 
that's a little bit about how to turn your pain into passion. You forgive. You love yourself. You invest in someone that can help you work through through the pain. And you choose to lean into love. You choose love every damn time. And I will say this again, forgiveness. Forgiveness is so important. You got to start with forgiving with your, yourself and then forgiving anybody else. Because when you hold on to resentment and frustration and anger towards any other person or any situation, you're not harming anyone else but yourself. And what happens when we hold on to such emotions as, as anger and resentment and guilt and shame is that we're literally blocking blessings from coming our way because that is energy. And it's frequency and energy that is very low and dense. And it literally blocks from opportunities and abundance and fun and love to come into your way. And let's be real. A lot of the times we don't even know what is so deeply rooted in our subconscious that it usually comes out as lashing out to people or always being upset or unhappy or not satisfied in life because we're holding on to these dense emotions that are blocking us from really stepping into our power. So be willing, be willing to forgive. And I will say this, only you know when you're ready to forgive, only you know, but you decide. And I want you to know that at any given moment, you can change the story and you can turn your pain into purpose. I appreciate everyone for tuning in and thank you for holding space with me and and being part of my journey. And I just want to say I honor you, I love you, and I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you.